start to program your mind like that, it's like investing. We're getting to six-figure months. You're numbing that pain just enough to tolerate your shit circumstances. All these skills you acquire, like yeah. no one could fucking take those away from you. So yeah. once you learn these things. And they compound like you're saying. And then they, but they, they like multiply because yeah. they stack on top of each other. Welcome to another episode of Physically Jacked Financial Stack Podcast. This is a podcast I've been incredibly excited for. We've just crushed a back and biceps workout at Dragon's Lair in Las Vegas. We've got big Trevor Stewart, who's uh, flown in from Houston. So Trevor's one of our superstar clients who came on board maybe like two months ago. Um, has absolutely crushed it, has an all-in mindset, which is one of the big things I wanted to discuss, and has a very fascinating backstory, which we're gonna delve into. So, and we've had an amazing conversation before we just sitting here before we even start recording. So, uh, thank you very much for your time today, Trevor, and uh, jumping in. Dude, it's an honor to be here, man. Thanks, dude. I'm just riding the wave, living the dream, dude. Just here to serve, man. So, however I can do that and, you know, help, I'm, I'm here, man. But I'm, I'm an open book, man, so. But this is this is dope, dude. We had a great workout, yeah. and I mean, I'm just really right here in the moment, and this moment right here, right now, is good, you know. And I think so many of us are just we're in the future, we're in the past, we're always future tripping, we're always regretting, feeling a lot of shame, guilt, anxiety. You know, anxiety is the future, future-based living. And in the past, you know, you feel like crap, you look like crap, you missed up, you messed up again, you blew your diet again, you know, you mouthed off at your partner again. You got angry at the kids again, whatever it is, and then you regret that, you fester on that. So I like what we were talking about before is just this idea of reprogramming your brain and spending time actually thinking about the person you want to be instead of just living in that survival reaction-based mode. That just drains your cortisols and leads all kinds of infl you know, inflammatory diseases and all the bad things. So we just as a culture are so freaking stressed. So sorry, I'm not trying to go off on a tangent. I know all in though and we burned the bo burned the boats and we're seeing just executing, just doing a few things. And I have so far to go, but I'm excited about where we're going. Uh, what I liked you just said there was just doing a few things because that's what we do is have a very like basic and logical approach. Because when you, if you have an online fitness business, this is actually really simple to make money. You like booking phone call, potential client, close client on potential program, and that, that literally is how you make money, right? Um, but we can come on to that. So if we go back to no, you teach it best, literally like conversation like content to conversations to um phone calls to clients you know it's just you got to just be talking to more people and you know chances are you do have a lot of connections that you just haven't you know accessed you know and just so sorry to cut you off but i didn't mean to interrupt so go ahead man i think uh one of the things you said there that's really important is people don't understand is like every decision everything you do every single day every given moment it's either taking you towards when you want to be your goal or it's literally taking you away there is like no neutral everything's either plus or minus so like i don't know for example i'm gonna challenge you on that okay go for it what if everything that you're doing is actually moving you forward even when it feels like it's not well, well technically time's always moving forward so you have to move forwards yeah and when you think here's an, another thing yeah if you think about say if you look from a business perspective everything that's going on is compounding that we've yeah. done in the past so one of the biggest things that people don't understand is that your success in the future is compounded from your success in the past. Yeah. So things just snowball and build totally. and build. And that's where like, even if you're like- Like today's reach outs leads to next week's calls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this podcast that we're doing right now, someone will be watching this in five years time still. Yeah. And that's the compound effect of how these things start to stack up over a period of time. And I think when you start to program your mind like that, it's like investment. It's like when people show, if you invest in the SP 500 when you're like 17 and like by the time you're 30, yeah, of course, X yeah. amount, whatever. Like the way that stacks up over a period of time, mm -hmm. I give like the snowball analogy. If you push mm -hmm. a snowball down the hill, at the start it's small, but then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So the longer it goes on, then the bigger snowball gets. So like, yeah. although I don't think there's anything neutral, like whatever's happening, even if you decide the task you're doing right now isn't positive, totally. there's other things in the fact in the fact of the world, if you've set yourself up correctly, that work positively for you. Yeah, for sure. I just think too that if we could have, if we live more in that faith-based, you know, even our wrong decisions that we perceive from our own level of our problems, that they're actually pushing us towards, like, for an example, it's kind of like that Benjamin Button deal, but you know, like I blew my diet again. Let's use that as an example. Like what if I blew my diet and I was supposed to blow my diet because 
you know, if I didn't, then I would have been eating healthy and I would have been gone out in the car and I would have gone here and then, you know, like something bad might have happened, you know, and some whatever. But I just think that like, even in the failures, you learn more in your failures, right? Than you do in your, in your wins. And I just think too, that like the, there's, there's the, the 98% and there's the 2%. And I think the 98% we're always meant to be the 98% and the 2% we're always meant to be the 2% because there would be no appreciation for the 2% if there wasn't the 98%. So I just think, and I hope, and I, I know that I'm in the 2%, you're in the 2%, we're all in the 2%. Hopefully that the people listening to this wanna be or are already. And it's just, I don't wanna, I don't wanna live a mediocre life. I, I don't wanna be here and just not get to the, you know, like, survive or yeah, just. or get to the end and meet a sicker, better version of myself. Like David Goggins talks about, like that would be awful. Like. Here's who you could have been. Could have been, and it's like, oh, dude, whoever I could be, I gotta beat that dude's ass and be better than better at him than everything, and just so it's. But you gotta learn to lead yourself first, and it's really having those private wins, and you know, private sacrifice. I believe reaps public reward, and just having that harvest like mentality that you were talking about too, just planting, reaping, and sowing, and you know, like you have to in this entrepreneurial. I'm learning, you have to. Do the work, suffer, really try, really try, get no results, repeat. Really suffer, really try, really go, really go hard, really push yourself. You worked out, you worked for this amount of time, okay, go a little bit longer, that power of one more kind of deal, but like, and then, but no result. Okay, and then you start having, oh, well, am I, is what I'm doing working? Do I need to do something else? No, you just need to keep doing it. You know, it's like, so keep doing it, keep doing it, no result. Keep doing it, keep doing it, no result. The people that can do that, I've seen this pattern, they're the ones that make it. How much rejection can you take? How many no's can you get? If you're going for, go for the no. You get more no's, you're that close to do a yes. If you, if you want a funny sales tip for anyone, uh, here's a secret for anyone sales call, is like try and get four no's. Yeah. And that's like, if you don't get the money, then you know you did a good job because you fucking tried, right? Yeah. But if they say no four times, it's like, yeah. You had a good crap. Yeah. Right? And, and then you can learn, adjust, pivot, like you're great at doing. And the Franks of the world and, you know, the heavy hitters, it's like, see if what you're doing is working. Like if I was a, a selling knives and I come into your door, hi, would you like to buy some knives? And I did that 10,000 times and I got zero sales. Well, no fucking shit because you walk on, oh, your energy sucks. You don't have a good, a good offer. So you can't keep just doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, you know? which we know what the insanity, whatever. So see if what you're doing is working. If it is, keep doing it. If it's not, pivot. And I think too, that's where you gotta be humble. That's where you gotta be curious. You gotta ask for help. You gotta have a mentor. Every mentor has a mentor, you know? Friggin' Warren Buffett has people that he talks to, I'm sure, about stuff. Tony Robbins does. They all do. Ed Milet, every heavy hitter in this personal development entrepreneurial space has a good freaking team. Because no one knows everything, and anyone who thinks they know everything is just going to fail. Yeah. And I see that a lot, respectfully, in young trainers. Yeah. And that's why, when we first spoke, I resonated with you so much, and also your mentality in terms of like, there's no like, oh, I'm going to, I'll test or try this. Like, I'm fucking doing this. Like, I'm in. And I think with that, there's a your story of when you signed up is probably one of the like the most interesting stories in terms of when you tried to pay, which is quite Dude, funny. Which I think was, we uh, should go into because this is let's do funny. it. This is funny. Yeah. This is when, like, for me, I was like, fuck me, this dude is, like, fucking committed. I was like, this is going to be sick. Yeah. So let's go into that. Oh, yeah. So, I was like, yes, Charlie, I want to I do, do this. So, I'm ready to take it to the next level. So, like, okay. Here's how much it is. Okay. It was literally pretty much all, it was burning the boats, for sure. And, which is just, I was trying to pay, and it's just, like, a lot of fear, but I just knew like that was the thing, you know, like, and I think too, from all the self-awareness, all the work that I've done, like I, instead of just like, you know, uh, you know, whatever, talking myself out of it, I just dove in and just, I cannot afford this, but I'm going to just make it happen. And, and really like the next day we made back, you know, we just, we started making money instantly, you know? And it was, it was, it was just like, see, you know, so you got to on, and I felt in my gut, you know? that something wasn't right with my other mastermind. And there was a reason why I hadn't seen much success and I just felt like, you know, I was suffering alone. And then 
I was, I, I knew in my heart of hearts that something wasn't right. And then when I, we talked to you, it's crazy how we connected and then, you know, just connecting the dots again, it's pretty cool how the universe works. Um, you know, cause like every little event in your life had to happen the way it happened for you to get right here, right now with me in the same way. And all those events just it's coming together and just paths crossing. That's pretty crazy to me if you start thinking about. So I think, um, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm a couple of things that were crazy was, uh, so obviously we know in sales, right? When people they try and pay and the car gets declined, and like yeah, the, the funny story we're was, gonna make this happen. We freaking yeah, made yeah, it happen. So, so the, the long story short of it, yeah. Trevor, your, your bank wouldn't do the payments. You drove down to the bank. I drove. Down, they wouldn't give me yeah. the money because they wouldn't support it. They wouldn't like, you know, it's like getting my card was getting blocked for you know potential fraud or whatever they think they think you know they do they block your card if it's a random thing. I was like, no, I want this. Yeah, you're like you're sure. Yeah, like, well, let me call. Oh, we can't do it. Okay, I was like, okay, well, then I need to take all my money out of your bank then. And I went and I went across the street and found another bank, put my money in there and found a way to do it. So it's like, we're so resourceful, but when we're in our survival brain, we're so limited. And that was just an example of, I wasn't gonna not do it. And I found a way. And it's like, when your mind is made up enough you will move and it's, stuff will happen and things will fall into place because there's like your brain is a supercomputer and when you really decide whether it's you know you're fed up or you're sick and tired or, or, or whatever but if you, when you really do and you really want something you know you see it all the time people that have the worst possible start something to do do something crazy you know like oprah Mm. Oprah stories like so you got to see these people's stories these successful people that we just always see them at their end you know we don't see all the the things the trials that they want the purpose without the pain you want the testimony without the test you know you want the platform without going through all the process you know and so you got to be willing to pay your success tax and I was like all right we're doing this made it happen long story short here we are you know made all my money back and then some and you know it's just it's rolling and I think one of the things I really liked there is you talk about was success, ta su sorry, success tax, can't remember what's up, success tax. And that's a song twister. Success then, tax, success yeah. tax, success um, success but tax. But reality yeah. is what most people actually pay is not success tax. What most people pay is ignorance tax. The ignorance mm. of not knowing how. Yeah. And this is what people don't understand is like. I think it's ego. Well, it is because they're not they don't want to help. They want, and, they, and they're just, they're, they'd rather stay in their familiar shit because it's familiar than do something uncomfortable and ask. And I was guilty of this too. I still struggle with, excuse me, with it. But you gotta, you gotta be curious and you gotta be humble enough or broken down enough. You know, you get to choose though, which is great to reach out and find someone that's done what you did and really just humble yourself and, and just try. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, I think people are also afraid of starting small, you know, and you gotta get rid of that fear. And I realized too, I'm, I'm tell me what you think about this, but the people that are successful find a way to do the things they don't want to do continually because you're not going to, you're going to always do the things you want to do. That's going to be easy, right? So when, if you, so what don't you want to do that thing for you specifically, you know, and it's for you. If it's reaching out, if it's emails, if it's with your spouse, if it's whatever's, you know, your, uh, it brings up that dread or that feeling or the, you know, the work that you have to do, but when actually you do it, it's not that bad, but you still like, you just, uh, the procrastinating, that's the thing you need to do, you know? You listen to your gut, ask your brain, what do I need to do to have my best life? Some stuff's going to start coming up. You know, like you say all the time too. And I love it's like geniuses don't have all the answers, but they just ask great questions. And that's what our thoughts are. Even to think, think, is that true? It's a question. Excuse me. You know, and people don't have that ability to think critically. Yeah. They, so, but you got to ask believe yourself better questions yeah. and then you're going to be able to think more critically. If you say, why is my life like shit? Why is my life like shit? Why is what's happening? Well, here's why, because you blew your diet and you yelled at your kids and you're a piece of crap and you're terrible at the office and blah, blah, blah. And then your brain's going to come up. So, but if you ask a different question, like how can I get my dream life? What can I do right now? That's simple and wouldn't be that much effort, but I know would move the money needle. And do that and start with the small and then, you know, like ask better questions. That was the better questions. And then your brain's going to start coming up with answers. And I think too many of us are just not aware of our thoughts and our thoughts are repeat thoughts from yesterday and they're 90% bad. And if you're not aware of them on top of it, that's why 72% of America is overweight and 42% is 
morbidly obese. And that's just one thing, all the drugs and alcohol and all the craziness and just the fear-based living and the COVID and all the diseases. And I think it really comes from this stress screen, instant culture we live in. And once we can take back the layers of that and just be people again, not be human doings, but be human beings, but still work your ass off. You're gonna have to work. You can do all the meditations in the world, but if you just sit there and take no action, you're not gonna get a money, you know? But you, you meditate in a way that creates such a high energetic state that it moves you to action because you know not taking action is not only more painful, staying the same is more painful, but you're not living up to your purpose or what you're made for. You're not helping anyone. So it's really just a selfish thing for you to not take risks because when you don't take risks, you can't help as many people. So people I think just are afraid and they've been hurt and they haven't done the deep work to get rid of that and to change the meaning of it. You know, like if something bad happened to you, but it made you super ultra successful, is that thing that was bad, really bad? It's a gift in some ways. It's a that gift happens. in some ways, but yeah, you wouldn't want to go through it again, but also too, would you change it? Make you who you are. Make you who you are. So you have to start, instead of resenting that event and being so sad, hurt, you know, frustrated, whatever, when you look at it, look at that as your superpower. And that's what I started doing. And that's how I'm, you know, free of drugs without going into any AA meetings. I don't have a sponsor and you know, not that those things aren't great, but Tony Robbins gets people to quit things instantly, hard stuff, way harder stuff than I was doing. So if Tony Robbins can do it with people, then it's obviously possible. And how it's just by changing your state enough to move you to action and continually doing it and rewiring and repatterning your brain for love, joy, peace, abundance, freedom, you know, health, vibrancy, you know, those are the things I want. But I think too, having a vision, Charlie, and you can tell me what you think about this is just, is so important and setting clear goals, seeing them daily and obviously taking action, but having a vision, what do you think? Is I think that's important. a huge thing. I think one of the things I wanted to say was that, um, which I had a lot of respect for you is a lot of people, they might be working on another coaching program, mastermind or doing whatever they are in life and it's not working or it's not like the way they're going like well online coaching doesn't work well like the, yeah well that's like saying i don't know all like, diets I, don't work yeah, yeah. Like, or like, i try I, the diets it doesn't work yeah yeah or like all, all diets suck. or like i've got a basketball but i can't play basketball so but yeah. lebron james can so it's like the reality is it's not down to you it's maybe the information you have and the way you've executed maybe the information that's been given to you and i think that's where it's important for people to understand that the most important thing is if you're stuck in a position is like you need to change anything because like I said earlier, the yeah. biggest problem I have is the ignorance tax of them presuming something's gonna change and presuming and hoping isn't a strategy to be successful for anything, in particular if you have a vision for what you want. And if you have a vision in your head in terms of what you want, and I suggest everyone does for like three to five years and like literally write it down, then it'll be easier for you to be coherent in your decision making of like, this is where I wanna go, I so need to good. change this right now. So good. Because so yeah. many people are so stuck because they're like, they don't know where they want to go, so they're just like living day to day and floating along into nowhere. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I've just, I mean, it says it too, like in, in the good book, like a man without a vision will perish, you know, regardless of what you believe. I think it's a very true statement because, and how often too do we set goals and we don't, but we don't revisit them and we don't take time to recharge our energy with different, with different things. and. You know, like I love Brendan Burchard, I love Ed Milet, Tony Robbins, you know, Alex Rambo's even diving, you know, Tom Bilyeu, all the, you know, people in this space, the personal development, and they're Jim Quick and all these, all these guys, they're amazing. And it's like, there, there's a, there's a pattern with all of them. And it's just like, their, their energy, you know, I think that's really powerful too, because I think your anatomy and your physiology is going to determine your psychology. You know, if I'm like this all the time, shoulders hunched over, you know, and I'm trying to like, you know, be happy about life and, you know, get out of my shit and help people or whatever, make my dreams happen, but I'm slunched over, you're going to feel like shit regardless of all the positives. So it's like all these different pieces. It's not just having a sick body. It's not just being freaking rich and being a turd. You know, it's not just about 
the wins, the wins, the wins, the wins. I think the wins will come when you do enough. Like, I think it's so true. Your level of income is a direct reflection of your personal development. I'd agree. And I think your ability to tolerate stress. One thing I'd say as well is in terms of... Or what do you do in stress? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, do how you, you notice it? it? Yeah, don't yeah. Dis- you don't need to dismiss the negative thoughts yeah. and feelings, but are you going to let them win? Yeah. I think you're really good at that too, is just like that even equanimity. And I'd say one of those things for you, what was the, the moment that really changed for you? Like you were stuck in your online coaching business. What made you really realize, like, why did you think you were stuck? I think I was stuck because there wasn't anyone in the group that I really wanted to be like. And that I really didn't, you know, I didn't want what they had. Even they had a bunch of money, but I'm like, feels like shit, bro. Like, that's cool. Like, nothing against them. That's amazing. You know, I can learn a lot from them, I'm sure. But it's like, and beyond that, they're, you know, do your thing. Kill it. I'm not, I love, when people are successful, I love it. I do not hate on anyone's success. But I just didn't find that click, that connection. You know, like, you and I from the first Zoom. I, I, I was like, I mean, I'm doing it now, just talking a million miles an hour because it's the energy, it's yeah. the high vibration, the frequency, you know? So from the, from the first Zoom, I felt it, you know? And so, and you gotta trust that. And there I didn't. And some other things happened that we don't need to get into, but it just really kind of showed me that the person who was running it wasn't the person I thought they were. And, um, it was just perfect timing and that event happened and then the next day I was on the same restaurant and you like reached out to me and started talking to me about I don't know a competition photo or something and it was and so I was like oh dude cool and so we started going back and forth and then here we are so but you can either continue to suffer in silence or you can like are you moving towards your goals are you growing are you contributing are you you know building something and you can be in all the masterminds in the world you know, it's like the ideas are easy. <laughs> it's the execution that's the hard part. So you cannot execute in a group, which I was doing and paying money every month, you know, like, and not seeing results. And you can just stay in that pain, which a lot of people are really good at. They're just, they're, Sucking it's up. familiar and it's painful, but at least it's familiar, you know? So they stay and not getting really the results they want. And I just, I, I knew that there was a better way and it, and from doing the mind work and just slowing my mind down and doing the meditation, I'm really into hot yoga. I love that shit. And, um, you know, I love my bodybuilding. I love lifting weights and just chasing the pump. I mean, we had a great session today. It was super intense, like lifting tons of weight for a lot of reps and trying to have perfect form. And that shit's awesome, dude. Like that's just fucking great. So I think just people need to just be grateful for what they have and realize, I mean, freaking. 80%, 90% of the world lives on like less than $2 a day, you know, and you're bitching about, you know, your shitty car, your shitty job, your shitty wife, your shitty husband, your shitty life, whatever. And like someone would love to have your life. Someone would love to have your body, you know? So start there, start with some gratitude and then just, you know, it's so true. Action, action cures anxiety, you know, success loves speed, you know, like, so either stay in the shit or get out of the shit. But either way, it, like you, you have to really decide. And I don't think, and when you decide like that word means to cut off, you know, like to decide you cut off all other options, you know, you can do that. Some people, it's easy to decide when you're in a state, in your high state, you know, but you got to decide daily who you want to be another day, you know, like spend time visualizing the things that you want to get done. And I'm not a freaking guru. I'm still learning. I'm like a freaking infant with all this man. And you know, we're just getting started. And, um, but I feel like with that snowball analogy, you know, like I've done a lot of the deep work that people do maybe after they get rich. So I think now with the right vehicle that you're showing me, like I have no doubt, like we're getting to six figure months. Like, why, uh, why do you think you resonated with me and us so much? Just because you had the lifestyle, you, 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 I mean, you travel, you care about, you know, your appearance, you're a British gentleman, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so no, you just had swag. It just seemed like, you know, it just, it was a fit and you got to find something, find a mentor that actually has what you want. Like not just that can get you what you want, but has what you want and looks the way you want to look and has the same beliefs that you do. And, and then go get in front of that person and do exactly what they tell you to do, you know? So 
whether it's Frank for you or, you know, you got Bedros, I don't know who your mentors are, but it's like, find someone who you like or has done what you want to do and model the shit out of them, you know? And so I was like, does this guy or the other mastermind have what I want really? Uh, no, 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 no. A lot of boxes just weren't checking. But with you, you know, it was just like, yep, yep, yep. That's what I want. Like, you know, so, and it was just, it was just a different philosophy. Just a few things, you know, like doing LinkedIn and just, um, selling longer programs and just the obvious things. Yeah, so obviously like, like stuff that I was just like, duh, why, why haven't I heard this? You know, and actually not just like, here's what to do, but telling you, okay, here's what to do and how to do it. And if you try that, it doesn't work. Let us know. And we'll support you and we'll check on you too. So you're not just, you know, floundering. That's a program like the one you've created that I knew was a fit for me. And that will take you to the next level because you know, we need that. You can't, you can't get to where you want to go by yourself. hundred percent. And the same thing why I still have people coach me for fitness stuff. Yeah. You, you, I think you mentioned you're going to yeah. be a new coach. If your coach, well. if your fitness coach doesn't have a coach, he's trash. <laughs> but it's the same thing as your yeah. business coach doesn't have someone who's helping you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you should like, totally. I spend, I don't know, maybe 75 grand, a hundred thousand yeah. in the last yeah. year and like yeah. different people to learn stuff because people don't understand it's a game of skill acquisition. It's constant. So like, yep. Once you have these things in your locker, yep. like my Instagram account's been disabled like at the moment from this morning, which is great fun. We talked about stress tolerance. It's like, yay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I meet Trevor, this happens before. It's gonna work before. out, bro, I was like, it's fine, but we'll sort it out. Yeah. Um, but like all these skills you acquire, like yeah. no one can fucking take those away from you. So yeah. once you learn these things. And they compound, like you're saying. Yeah, and then they, but they, they like multiply because yeah. they stack on top of each other. Yeah. And this is like the big thing I was very passionate about with setting up the mastermind, what we do is like, okay, what are the core skills people need to know and then find the best person in each field to try and teach them. And if you look at like Corby, for example, is amazing at teaching like sales and like copy yeah, and marketing Corby's languages. Awesome. And he can say like one to two things. Happy to birthday, you. Corby. It's yeah, your birthday it's, it's today, birthday, bro. Yeah. Um, he can say one to two things to you and like that changes oh, yeah. sales to you. And my big thing is like logical thinking in terms of like, yeah, just do those two things and then you make loads more money. Like yeah. the first call we had, I think three hours afterwards, you made four and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, literally. Because I, I said, like, just do these two things yeah. in this call just, and you'll yeah. work. Yeah, just do those two things. I like, okay, I did it to a T and just shut up. Boom, it worked. And I was just like, wow. It's like hitting the freaking staple button. That was easy, you know, yeah. like it was just, and it's fun, it's rewarding and it feels good. And then you can give them great results and, um, you know, build your program and really help people, you know, and then, I think too, we get, there's another great thing to touch on is just people are so not confident, you know, they hate their bodies, they hate their life, whatever. Get some confidence from your intentions, you know, like you can get, if you're like, say you're going to a situation, you're not feeling confident, like this, this podcast, I could be totally nervous, but I just went into the mindset. Like, I just want to serve and help somebody if possible. That means me having to be vulnerable, whatever, like great. Like I just want to help somebody. Then you don't care about the outcome, you know? because you just want to help. And it's just, I think too, like I've taken all the drugs, I've been to all the parties, all the clubs, I freaking, like I've done a lot in a short amount, like growing up here in Vegas, you know, like it just, it's different. Um, and nothing compares to the feeling that you get when you actually help someone and change someone's life, you know, and just really like some little thing, um, you know, that you said or that you did help them in that way and it's maybe small to you or anything, but, like, and I think too, no drug feels better. No, no, it's like, it goes along with, you know, they say money doesn't make you happy. Well, you haven't given enough away, you know? So it's like, there's no better feeling than helping people and there's no nobility in poverty. <laughs> and like, if you're here on this earth and you have a family or you want to have a family or you're just alive and breathing, then there's still work to be done with you. Your time's not done. And all you need to do is figure out what you want, figure out why you want it, take massive action or get it, get into a freaking mastermind, find someone that has what you want, ask them what to do, take massive action, see if what you're doing is working. If it is, keep going. If it's not, change your approach and keep doing it until you get the result you want. So that's all I would say to people. And, but you gotta get rid of those vices, dude, you know? The freaking porn hub and the vapes and the fucking drinking and the boozing and the weed and the little here, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And like those Sleeping things are killing in. you. The secret vices, you know, like 
I don't have any fucking secret vices and that feels fucking good, you know, like, and I, I, I had a ton of them in the past, but I just realized your conscience, your gut, that creative side of you gets turned off and shut down when you're engaging in those behaviors that don't align with who you want to be and who you see yourself and who you know you are as a person. So I'd say too, you got to get rid of the shit. You got to get rid of the vices, man. If that means taking a break from alcohol, if that means getting rid of the weed, you know, one thing with weed that amazed me is there was a brain scan that people that smoke a ton of weed had severe brain atrophy, worse than cigarettes, worse than um, alcohol, but you got to get rid of the vices, you know, and they're so socially acceptable today that you really have to be careful because they're so seductive. You get in that pattern. You go to a job you hate, you come home, you got your wine, you know, you drink your wine and it kind of makes you feel good. And then it just keeps you in that, you know, forever. Yep. And, but you're not causing enough pain to change. You're numbing that pain just enough to tolerate your shit circumstances. Then you, a circumstance you know is not your best. So it just came down to it, Charlie. I was tired of not living my best life and not, you know, being able to travel and have fun and take care of the people that I love and give to the cause that I want to give to. And, um, and it's just, you know, I don't want to be stressing about financial stuff, you know, like I want to be able to lend and not borrow and, and pay other people's bills, you know, and just, so that's what we're doing and it's great. What would you say? One of the biggest things that I think is one of my superpowers of what we do is breaking people's limiting beliefs. Yeah. What would you say is probably the biggest perspective shift maybe you've had? Biggest perspective shift. That's really not that hard, but you just gotta just do it and, and stop being afraid. You know, like, and it's so easy to say that, but it's just like, it's not that hard. It's just, are you willing to put the reps in? And I knew that, but I think it, it really shifted my perspective hearing you and like, it's, it's not that hard to post every day, but you know, when you do it, that little thing comes up and whatever, but it's like, are you going to do that? Or it's like, no, like trust. Like there's a way for you to get, you want more influence. You want a bigger following. Like, you know, so you, it's, like you said to me before, it's like, Holy fuck, dude, you grow so much content because yeah. there's like YouTube channels on here, you got cameras yeah. real, like all this yeah, shit. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and I'm just so like, it just makes me look up to you so much and I love that. And you're just a content killer and you crush it. And I need to do a better job of that, which we are, but um, you just have to be willing to get out of your own way, you know? But I think too, until you're in a, enough pain, like some people, they'll let themselves get to a fucking thousand pounds, 600 pounds. Like, the pain's not great enough yet. Until they're about to die, then maybe they'll do the surgery or whatever. Because but it's they, like because they set their standards so low. Yeah, they set the yeah. Raise but your standards. But when you're in an environment with people with very high standards, yeah. you become great because yeah. no one wants to be the fucking worst person there, right? Nope. Like if you're on a like you're on a American football team, you don't want to be the worst player, right? Totally. So like everyone's fucking everyone's fucking Level great. Up. You're gonna try harder, yeah. right? Like just yeah. You see all the time, freaking the Kobe's and the Jordans and the Tom Brady's. They pull up the average. Yep. And it's just, that's why. And so do you want to be one of those people? Do you want to be the freaking 1%? Do you want to be the one as Ed Milet would say? Fuck yeah. If you're hearing this, you probably are the one. So stop doubting and just do that next thing that you know you need to do that you've been putting off. And Tony Robbins says it great too. Like set a goal and don't leave the site of setting the goal without doing something towards its achievement. You know, cause so many people like they get high off the dopamine. I was doing this too. Like get high off the goal setting goal setting, get high off vision boards and podcasts and books. Okay. Now go fucking execute and try some of the stuff. Don't just hear the success of other great people. And you know, so my ultimate dream is to be a chiropractor. I love helping people change their bodies. So I want to keep doing that forever and then have my chiropractic college or yeah, chiropractic practice. want to work on people and just heal people. And I think too, if I can help people not have surgery or not get addicted to pain medication and stuff, that would be super sick. And I've seen some amazing things that you can do in the world of adjusting, not just like the crack and go guy, you know, kind of just really taking a more holistic, uh, uh, more complete approach, if you will, just to someone's health and well being. And, you know, um, I mean, you gotta, you got this, skin suit that you're in for X amount of time, you might as well just enjoy it and have a 
a freaking a well-built temple, if you will, yeah. you know, or you can have a shitty temple and you're going to be your like choice. Shit. But it's your choice. So, and if you have a shitty temple, maybe you're meant to be a person with a shitty temple. And if that bugs you, then you're probably not meant to stay where you are, you know, because the people, the sheep of the world, they don't know their sheep. And I think that's too, it's kind of trippy. Like I want to be a fucking lion, you know, and I want to help a lot of people. I want to, reach my potential, whatever that is, and never stop growing and never stop learning and never stop asking for help. And that has just been the focus. And I, like I said, it's just the beginning, dude, but I'm fucking pumped, bro. It's exciting and your enthusiasm and passion is one thing and your true value to helping people is one thing that will guarantee you're successful. Um, what's your backstory? Because I know, I don't actually know this yet, and I know you alluded to it when we were sitting outside eating, because um, I, and I know there's going to be a lot of value from there from maybe people who are struggling in a shit position and I think when people are at their lowest points they can't and they're in the darkest point they can't see like the light at the end of the tunnel what what did that um, look like for you and what pulled you out of that if that makes sense yeah let's do it man um, I'll try and be as quick and as thorough as possible and um so I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. My parents got divorced when I was seven. My biological father wasn't the greatest guy. Um, and, you know, just very, it was, there was verbal abuse. There was just inappropriate things going on. And um, it was the, he would fight hardcore with his girlfriend at the time and they would go back and forth, have these huge blowout arguments. So just lots of trauma and just feelings of unsafe as a little boy, you know, which, you know, in hindsight would be a blessing, but it's, um, you know, when you're going through it, obviously as a little kid, you know, it's just abnormal. So like he wouldn't let me eat, you know, at certain, like, I don't know if he had, a, didn't have a lot of food or whatever it was, but, um, now I'd get in trouble if I was eating, not at his approved meal times and stuff. And, um, he just was kind of just a shady dude, you know? Um, so one day I was like nine years old, 10 years old. I just, it was my time to go back to him because we were doing the back and forth thing because my parents were divorced. And I just called him up and said, I'm, I'm not coming over anymore. The fights with you and Shannon. I was like a little kid, you know, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm not coming. Um, so you're burning the boat. So no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So um, I was just like, I'm, I was fed up though. And I was just, I knew I was like, no, I'm not going back. Like you're going to have to drag me out of here. I just, I don't know. I was a little kid. I made up my mind. I was like fourth grade or something. Um, and he just said, okay. And just no resistance, no, I didn't ask. And then he just signed away his parental rights and just, boom, just like that was out of my life. And he would later try and pop up and appear. So, but long story short, me and my biological father don't have a, a relationship, but luckily my mother married a great guy, Michael Stewart, my stepdad, who I call dad, he raised me. Um, so he adopted me when I was 11. So, um, and he's a very successful guy. So I go from like this shady kind of dad who now I have no relationship with to a new dad who adopted me. I went from Trevor Allen to Trevor Stewart. Um, it's actually the day after September 11th. So September 12th, 2001, I officially became Trevor Stewart, if you will. Um, so I went from very dysfunctional um, parental circumstances to my dad's doing very well. Now I'm living in a mansion. Now I'm, you know, he's kills it in the commercial real estate game out here in Vegas. And so, we never really talked about money in my house, but I, I knew that we were well off. He, my dad's a very hard worker and um, so, and provided a great life for us. But I was the silver spoon fed little shit brat, you know, always in trouble, always just manipulating, stealing, cheating, lying. I mean, I don't know how I graduated college, but I did. It's a bachelor of science of psychology. I'm proud of that actually. So what were we saying? Yeah, I was a spoiled little shit. Um, you know, I didn't know any better at the time, you know, I, I think I was a, a good kid, you know, but, um, I was really into skateboarding. I was always outside, you know, riding my bike, getting dirty. Um, you know, school, I was always like one of the popular kids. I'm super extroverted, you know, so, um, that was never a problem for me. So it wasn't like I was, you know, bullied at school or anything like, um, but it just like my parents growing up had a really strange dynamic. So my dad would work, my mom would stay at home, take care of the house, you know, and my sister and I are so far apart in age that, you know, we're not really close. We're getting closer now as she gets older. 
Um, so it was just very strange. It's like me and my mom versus my sister and my dad almost, you know, kind of. And so, um, but it was just, it was very interesting growing up there. I was, I was never wanted for anything. And I think I never really learned the value of hard work too. You know, I always, when I wanted something, I got it. When I wanted something, I got it. That was the pattern that was reinforced for years. And I didn't have to work very hard to get it, you know, so that's a cherry on top. So that got programmed, you know, and it's just, you see it all the time. You know, these people that have everything, you know, they kill themselves or, or whatever. So it's just like, you can be poor and have problems, be rich and have problems, problems or problems or challenges, I like to say, but, uh, so it was just, it was different. It was different. Him and I really butt heads a lot just because, you know, I had abandonment issues from my, you know, real daddy. And then, you know, he's trying to be in, you know, and so just button heads, but, um, and then that's, you know, then, so I was really into skateboarding for a while and didn't really play sports. Then high school hit, my dad's like, you're trying out for a sport. You have to, you're, like, you're shaving your head, you're getting rid of the skateboard. And I was like, okay, so I chose football. I was so angry and then just started hitting kids and just <laughs> laying the wood and just, so I was like, this is actually kind of fun. So then I started playing football. Um, so that's kind of when I started working out. Um, and then I've really just worked out ever since. Like um, that's, but that's what got into it. So I played football, went to, there's like the best high school in town here in Vegas called Bishop Gorman. So we won like multiple state titles. Um, but I was getting into a lot of trouble. So like scouts would come and they didn't really, you know, want any, my GPA was like, you know, I don't know, two, nine or something in high school. Like, so I was always just a poor student, always getting in trouble, you know, just, and then, um, so when I was 14, this sexual trauma happened that really, um, actually I was 13. I think I just had turned 14. So I was, I was still a baby and had never like kissed a girl, never done anything. We were on a vacation in Hawaii. Um, all of us, my parents, and um, I think my little sister was like two or three. So we we're just on a vacation. He gets like this trip paid for every year for his company. Um, so we're in Maui, and I'm downstairs in the game room at the Four Seasons. We're staying at the Four Seasons, and this lady comes. Um, she's clearly an older lady. Her son is in there playing video games next to me. Him and I have kind of, you know, talked a little bit, but she comes in there and she starts hitting on me. And, um, so she just starts asking me all these inappropriate questions and I'm just like, you know, a pre-pubescent boy just like eating it up, you know. So long story short, we went, she invited me up to her room, like, are you allowed to leave here? And I was like, yeah, what do you mean? She's like, would you want to come up to my room? So we go up to her room, leave her son there, who's like eight or nine. Um, he's a little younger than me. So we go up there, she knows how old I am. And, um, and then we ended up just, you know, going all the way and it was crazy and then, um, you know, so we had sex and I mean, I'm just like, my adrenaline's pumping, I don't even know. So she, she, she cleans herself up. I don't know, it was very, it was a long time ago is, you know, and I've done a lot of work on it. It's just interesting to talk about it now. There's no like emotional charge, but um, it's just, it just is what it is. So that whole happened, that whole thing happened. And then I'm like, I gotta go like, I gotta just decompress for a little bit. Like what just happened? Um, so I'm going like back to my room and it turns out my mom has been looking for me. So she's like, she finds me in the hallway and my hair is all messed up. My shirt's like stretched, you know? And she's like, where have you been? I've been trying to find you. And I was just like, I was in the game room. And she's like, no, you weren't. I was just there. Like, where were you? Why are you lying to me? And she started grilling me. And then I was just like, mom, I did something super bad and just like spilled the beans to her in the hallway. And I don't know, just a young kid, you know, super emotional. And remember I had not kissed a girl up to this point. So it's like everything all in once, boom, like you know um and she was like 42 and i was so she was like three times my age you know so um she was obviously a sexual predator she had like you know a drug addiction whatever that we would find out about after but you know she was a predator if it was the rules were reversed and it was a guy doing that too um and obviously she didn't like pin me down and like rape me but like i mean she could have told me to freaking do whatever and I, I was just like a puppy you know on a leash like so I learned all that in hindsight, you know, they're like, oh, you were raped, you know, I still, to this day, I'm like, eh, yeah, I mean, I guess I was sexually taken advantage of, you know, but um, it really affected me. It really affected me, and um, I had really trouble talking to girls, girls or something I'd always, like, was, was good with, and after I just, like, you know, intimacy issues, I don't know, I just felt really weird, because here's what happened. After I found my mom in the hallway, she starts grilling me, I confess, she goes and gets the security phone and calls the security front desk and my son's been raped, my son's been raped. And I'm like, oh my God, what have I just done? 
So then the fire department, FBI, CIA, SWAT team, everybody and their mother is here like trying to find this lady. They find her, they arrest her, yada, yada, yada. And then detectives are there interviewing me, how to get a freaking rape kit, all this crazy crap. But long story short, she ended up going to prison for seven years for that. And, um, you know, she'll forever be a registered sex offender. And, you know, I've done a lot of therapy and all about it. Um, so it's really like relieved now, but that, like I said, was a big trauma thing for me. So I had my dad had that little sexual trauma and then I started getting into drugs. Now we're off to the races. So I started smoking weed, doing pills, drinking, partying, like, and it was on very shortly after that. Um, so, and then I just, you know, I was always the party guy, just always just raging. Just, you know, if you name it, I've probably done it and a lot of it, you know? So, um, but I was just, I realized I was like, you know, I had a God sized void in my heart that I was trying to fill with all the stuff. And I really just needed to like go back and just love the little, the little Trevor who was scared, you know, hearing all the crazy craziness and, um, you know, love the 14 year old Trevor and get rid of all the shame and guilt and really do that deep dive, you know, that a lot of people there's stigma about or whatever people don't want to talk about, but if you don't want to talk about it, chances are you're just living in your survival, old childhood trauma conditioning that you don't know about it. Something happened to you. Um, and now everything that you're doing is through that filter, that lens. And no wonder you're not where you want to be. You know, no wonder you're overweight. You're, you know, have no financial peace like you're so, and that was me. So I was, so I started doing tons of drugs. Um, I don't know how I graduated college, man. If there was like an award for doing the least amount of work, possible and get a college degree that was me you know like just always taking the shortcut easier faster quicker um but then finally uh, my parents were like you're done you're going to rehab so i went to rehab once for 30 days got out relapsed um, i've gotten multiple duis so after i relapsed the first time um went back again for longer did a sober living so it's like my parents just kept on trying to throw money you know and try and get me sober and um, nothing was working. I was like, you can only go to rehab. So when I was in rehab, I'd be phenomenal. I'd be working out every day, up, up at four in the morning. Do you think that um, addictive personality leads into your business sometimes now? With your mindset? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think there's, there's a fine line between, you know, because it's so easy to say, yeah, you know, like I have an addictive personality. So, um, but really, I, I found that I was just addicted to like not, not necessarily addicted, but I was so in my old pattern and conditioning that I couldn't even see a way out. So, cause I don't call myself an addict now and we'll get into that in a second. So I go, I go to rehab, whatever. I finally graduate college. I am bouncing around whatever. And I'm still like just doing drugs. Can't really get off. And I, I and then I just like, I would just, Every time I would do, you know, a line or a hit, or I would just say, thank you, God, this is my last time doing it. And I would just do it and do it. And eventually, dude, like, I just, the, the desire was lifted and I had done so, and I was listening to podcasts and I was reading books and I was just like filling my spirit, filling my mind. And eventually I realized like, I was going to all these AA meetings and rehab and you introduce yourself, hi, I'm Trevor, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, hi, I'm Trevor, I'm an alcoholic addict. Hi, I'm Trevor. So you're saying this, I am, I am this, I am an addict, I am an addict. Labeling yourself, right? Yeah. And then you're trying to not do all the behaviors that addicts do. So I get that there's a component of you have to have acceptance and yada, yada, I, I, I agree. But also, people have done some crazy stuff with their mind. So obviously there's, there's power in here. And I don't think that these meetings are the only solution because there's, there's, there's a reason why only like 5% of people in AA stay sober, you know? It's because it's not about the meetings. You can't just go to, it's about, you have to become a new person. You have to really, I mean, you have to do all the things. You have to visualize, you have to, you know, morning routine, night routine, it's all the stuff, you know, like hot and cold, work it out, yeah, diet right, yeah, eat right, you know, be productive, all those things, but it's like, we gotta go back and just love ourselves a little bit and love the inner child, you know? So, um, finally it was, it was, I've been sober now for a long time and I'm very grateful, grateful for that. Um, but it was just, the desire was lifted and, um, it 
happened when I just started doing more of the meditation, jive, diving into stuff like Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've heard of him, but if you haven't, he's amazing. And I mean, he like, we, he, they told him he'd never walk again. And he like fixed his whole back with his mind in like six months. And you know, all these, the people are healing themselves from cancer and people are, you know, getting rid of, rid of autoimmune disease. And so it's just, you know, not to like go all over in many places, but I started finding freedom through changing my mind, taking that deep dive in myself and really being aware of the thoughts that I was thinking, because I'm sure you know this, Charlie, we're all our own harshest critic, you know, and we're always just talking shit about ourselves to ourselves, about ourselves, by ourselves, you know? So I've just been more aware of my thought life, try to just have a little bit more intention, figure out what I do want and why I want it, take an action plan, and that involved teaming up with you and finding someone who has what I want and is further down the ladder and just being a sponge and just executing, taking action, seeing, seeing if what you're doing is working. If it is, keep doing it. If it's not, keep changing your approach to get what you want. So, but, but the mind thing, you know, like the body, anyone could go work out, you know, there's tons of people in the gym that look like shit and they're there year after year. It's not the gym's the easy part. It's when you go home and you're with your thoughts again and you're in those same environments where you've binged on this. Cookies and shit. Yeah, yeah, so much that when you get in that space again, your brain is already going into sabotage mode. Not on purpose, but that's just because, unfortunately, the society with all the everything, you know, the screens and the this and the social media and the that and the news and the, you know, it's always just like COVID, everything is fear, 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 fear. And, you know, that's our animal lizard brain. And when that thing is active, your creative side and your vision side and your future side is what, non-existent. Um, what transitioned you into fitness and starting your online fitness business? So I've always just loved just moving my, being an athlete and moving and sweating and being outside. Um, so I played football, um, stopped football, went to University of Arizona, had was delusions of grandeur playing college football, but Never ended up, didn't went the fraternity route. So um, I was in a fraternity, raged super hard. Um, but I started doing CrossFit actually. I was, I was always just like a gym guy, you know, just like back and buys, you know, just go get a pump before the pool party kind of dude. Um, and I was always strong, you know, I was a power lifter and, and for football and I really liked that stuff and um, some Olympic lifting. And I went to a very specialized place here in town that like, you know, gives, good high school athletes, like specific training. So I just like being an athlete. Then I started doing CrossFit though, got really into it. I actually have a lot of respect for CrossFitters. Not my cup of tea now, I just have a different vision, but I really loved it. And so um, that was the first taste of like just community. And I love, you know, the CrossFit games and stuff. I think a lot of bodybuilders hate on CrossFit, but that shit is hard as fuck, part of my language. And um, if you actually knew what they were doing and how hard that was, I think they have more respect for it. So I started doing CrossFit, got into that a little bit, and was just always lifting, always trying to be strong. I always just love squatting, deadlifting, you know, just pressing, rowing, doing that stuff. And so it's always just been part of my life. And then even when I was in my addiction, the heaviest, I still worked out. And when the drugs were gone, it then became the only thing that would make me feel good anymore. Because I would go to some really dark places and I know if I could just go start moving some weights, even if it was the shittiest workout, if I just kept moving and gotten through it and just accumulating reps, that I would get those endorphins, I would, get, I would start feeling good. And then like the heaviness of life would be lifted and I could kind of see my way out. And so I went from losing everything, freaking lost my car, lost my job, lost my, I had to give my dog away, um, lost my, my, my place, had to go move in with my aunt and my grandpa, and this is just like five years ago, you know, this is not, you know, so it's like, and I had to rebuild my life. I had to just, I literally started from scratch. My parents cut me off super abruptly. And um, I went from being a spoon fed, you know, spoiled brat to figure it out. Zero, like I had negative $1,400 in my bank account. And I don't even know how a, a bank account would get that overdrafted. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I then I, didn't, I had no references because um, I called my boss. I was convinced that he stole money from me or something on one of my paychecks. So I called him all freaking blowed out and just cussed him out and quit. 
So I had no references from the you know little job that I was doing as a personal trainer. Um, but dude, I just I just I would work out and I would feel a little bit better. I could see my way out, and I just you just kind of keep, keep moving. You know, like you hear you hear sometimes like if you're in hell, just keep going. You know, kind of deal. But it's like you gotta just decide to be unshakable. Like what you know, like think about what you've come, overcome. You can get through this, taking it one day at a time and just doing the next right thing over and over, trying to help somebody. And then before you know it, somehow I'm here right you right now talking <laughs> Funny to you. Out, yeah, right? And just like, so it's just like, you know, God is good. Whatever you believe in doesn't matter. I, I, I believe there's a higher power, but I just think that it's, it's really cool that everything's happening the way it's happening. And I'm just, you know, really just riding the wave. But, um, yeah, dude. What would you say to anyone who's sitting on the fence, hesitant about asking out for help? Because like, the yeah. next thing we actually spoke about before this is like, guys, you protect having an ego, like, no, I'm good. I was like, you're not really good. Because like, yeah. I said earlier, people paying the ignorance tax. I would say if, if staying on the fence isn't painful enough for you to jump off the fence, then, then you're not meant for this. Hmm. Stay on the fence and just let your crotch bleed. I don't know, you know, like you can either stay on the fence and hesitate or you can jump in and see if it works if it does that's freaking awesome if it doesn't well at least you know one more thing that doesn't work and you can move on to the next thing what you said there is one of the biggest things i see all the time so and one of the reasons why we started doing seven things and i'm so passionate about it i never intended to do this i had a good friend of mine antoine come to me basically beg me to help him coaching I was like, I don't do this. He's like, I'll just pay you whatever you want. Just what do you want? I was like, that's where I was, I was at. That was where I, I was, bro. I know. I was like, this. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that'll do. And then yeah. I really enjoyed it. Inherently, I was really good at. It. And then yeah. I started to get actually pissed off because the amount of fucking bullshitters and Ooh, liars. Can I pause you right there? What pisses you off in life is a direct link to I believe your calling. Mm. You know. So continue, but you. It seems because, like you found it because. What annoys me, yeah. people teaching crap how to make seven figures who never fucking it. made seven yeah. figures. Yeah. So it's like me saying how to be an IFBB pro, I'm not an IFBB yeah, pro. Yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, so exactly. it's false values. Yeah. And the problem with happens with that. Or you've never made an IFBB pro before. So yeah. yeah like, and what happens with that is the reality that you're setting people up to fail because you're trying to get them to do something you've never done. Yeah. And respectfully, I say that to other masterminds I see where they have failed fitness coaches teaching people as business coaches. Whereas everyone who works for us actually works in my fitness business. Fitness. So, that, fitness. so they, they run the business, yeah. they understand They know how it works. works too. Yeah, yeah, so they know like, like- You can't be selling eBooks from 10 years ago and I'm just like, whoa, yeah, you're, you're right. And they expect to know the latest fitness stuff if you don't have a fitness business. So if, if you want a fitness business, find someone that has a successful business, it's a fitness business, you know, and follow them. Like don't go looking for a, re if the person that you're following doesn't have the result that you want or is continually growing and getting new results in that, then you should probably be following someone else. And my point I make to people is like, think about the highest level authority, person who does the actual thing. We sell fitness programs at mass scale, like mm -hmm. six figures a month. Person who teaches other people to be really successful to do the thing. Case in point with you, like you're killing it, doing really well. And that's where for me, like this isn't complicated. It's just people don't know how. And what frustrates me more than anything that like I get passionate about is when people come to me being like, oh, I've had really shit advice, this doesn't work. I was like, yeah, because they didn't know what they're doing. And yeah. the same thing is like people say LinkedIn doesn't work. He's like, yeah, because you don't know how to use it, right? And it's the same thing in terms of different aspects of life. If like, if, you do, if you've got a tennis racket, like Roger Federer wins Wimbledon and makes millions. For me, it's like, I piss around and play a little bit. There's, yeah. there's levels of things, right? Yeah. And I think as soon as people can understand that, they need to reframe their mindset that sometimes the wrong thing can lead them to the right thing that can then lead you to be sitting in like this conversation exactly. right now, right? And then you start being grateful for the wrong things that you thought, and then you stop being stressed out when new things come because if you look back on history, the things that you perceived as bad actually were the things that helped you change or got you to where you wanna be now. So if new bad stuff is happening, reframe it, and then you can just live a much more peaceful life, man. You know, people are so fucking stressed and so heavily medicated. like. Go outside, fucking do a primal scream, you know? Like, I go outside all the fucking time and I just fucking yell. Like, there's a scene in Arnold in The Predator where he's, ah! and he's like getting ready to go fight the predator. <clears throat> my, my yell, I'm gonna tell you, is 10 times fucking that yell. 
Uh, and I, I make sure of it. It might not be, but that's the goal. And I just so you got to go be be primal. You got to move. You got to move your body. Breathe. Get, like do hot hot freaking yoga. Do go in a sauna. Go in a cold plunge. Try something new. Try a new class. Like have some more fun again. You know. And like it's just it's just it's just sad that people are so miserable and they what they have to make them happy is all inside them. Everything they need is inside them. And if they don't have it, if you don't have it, if I don't have it, it's because we don't need it. And if we had it, it'd probably be a burden, not a blessing. So like be in the moment, be grateful. Yes, progress. Yes, have non-negotiables. Lead yourself, be a person of integrity, making and keeping promises to yourself in private. You're gonna get your, you're not confident, it's probably because you're not making and keeping promises to yourself in private. If you say you're gonna wake up and do the freaking cardio, you better wake up and do the freaking cardio. Because when you don't, a little piece of your soul's die, soul dies and you're gonna have to work I, a little bit know. harder to get that back and then some. Then every time you do that, you know, so, and it's okay. If you've fallen off, just jump right back on. Just jump right back on the horse. It's like, it's not about riding a perfect, it's not about being perfect. It's just about if you fall off, get back on quickly, learn, hopefully learn something and try to stay on a little bit longer next time, you know? But don't don't just suffer in silence. If you're on, like, get a coach. If you think if you love fitness, you like working out, you love bodybuilding, crossfit, whatever it is, you like helping people, and you want to not be exchanging time for money, like, then there's a way. And if it's really your passion, then find someone that has what you want and and, and go all in. And at least you'll know you went all in for you something. You tried. You freaking tried. And I had to, I knew that the amount had to be painful like to work when I worked with it, I was like it's a good thing that amount it should sting a little bit because it's gonna motivate you to freaking work so before I was like eh, you know just getting by just paying and suffering in silence and not getting the results I want versus like okay let's make this really painful let's find a new better coach who aligns with you more and and go all in and listen and be a student and show up and be coachable and you'll, you'll get results because it's pretty proven that if you do XYZ for long enough, you will get XYZ. So if you're not getting XYZ, then you either something's, something needs to be tweaked or, you know, your messaging or your sales call, your sales skills, whatever, like, but if you do it for long enough, you're going to see results. And I think too, that's what's great about the gym because it's, a direct your body is a direct reflection of you know you can't buy a sick body you can try you can't you can't you know you can't buy a world-class physique you got to build it and that's just you know a lot of us are really good in some areas of our life but we struggle in other areas like fitness it's always been easy for me some people it's really hard to go to the gym not hard for me to go to the gym I'll never not go to the gym so like whatever your whatever's you struggle with, that's probably the area you need to focus on the most right now. Agreed. So, like, and that's where I was like, okay, I wanna be financially free. I'm really serious about this because I can't, I mean, I'm making 10 grand a month, it's okay, but it's like, that's not generational wealth, that's not building an empire, Some that's freedom. living selfishly, like, okay, who are you gonna help with 10K a month? Yeah, you're gonna live a okay, comfortable life, like, you know, and we're blowing past that, we're going way past that, and it's just like, and that's exciting and fun and you can help more people and you can give to more causes and you know I want to build some wells in freaking Africa so people can have fresh water and like build schools and fitness places or orphanages or you know like so many people are suffering in the world you know we're all trying to go to Mars and the fucking moon like I only help the people that don't have toilets you know like so I kind of want to do some shit like that you know like underground railroad and you know sex sex trafficking stuff like that's shit, that's appalling and so there's a bunch of causes that I want to help, and I, but you can't when you're poor. So and you can't when you have a low state from being overweight, inflamed, unhealthy. So you got to get your body right, in my opinion, because if you get your body right, you're actually getting your mind right, because your mind, you know, the body follows where the mind goes. So and I think too, like it just translates to every area. But stop suffering in silence and just take some action. And if you if you like fitness and you want to make money and make it a full time thing where you can actually have financial freedom and freedom it 
you know, it comes at a cost, you know, you can't just go vacation for, you know, a year and expect, so you got to take, you got to do some work and, but the consistent stuff that you need to do, like you said, you'll like it it'll be passionate. You'll be passionate about it. You'll see it like you, you light up when you help people freaking make money and, and skip all the bullshit and get through the, the people that don't know what they're doing because you've done it. So it's like, it's fulfilling. It's a win, win, win. And mm -hmm. I think people can try to find something that they can help get win, win, win. You win, the other person wins, the overall planet wins, win, win, win. Everybody's, everybody's better. So and that's what we're doing, man. We're just fucking winning, bro. I love it. Where's the best people to, place for people to find out more about you, Trevor? Yeah, just at Instagram, just um, at Trevor Stewart underscore, um, TikTok, Facebook, you know, just all the places. 100%. Now, if you're looking to get world-class results with your business like Trevor, and cut through the bullshit, you hit the link below this podcast and video. You can book in a free call with myself and our strategy team, Aiden, discuss where you are and like a free diagnostic call with your business. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe. Smash the like button and we'll have plenty more sick guests like Trevor on again. So thank you very much, dude. Thank you, man. Pleasure. Pleasure.